Welcome to the Intern Whisper Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Matt. This is Abby. This is Isabella. Our hashtag for tonight's show is business. If you want to win a coloring page and an autograph box of crayons by our producer interns, please type the hashtag <laughs> business type below. Hashtag business. Share that into hashtag, Facebook people. and Instagram. One of them. Yes. <laughs> okay, you know you need to finish that out in the notes. <laughs> okay, keep going. Tonight our show features Lee McCain, who's a professor of business at Valencia College. Reminder listeners, you can call us live on the air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. You can also chat with us online through Entered Pursuits Facebook live chat. All right, guys, coming up this episode of The Interim Whisperer, we got teaching at Valencia College, what there is to learn about business, Lee's trip to Denmark and Sweden via Valencia College, hashtag what I learned stories, <coughs> great leaders that inspire us, employer for change promotion, and motivational Monday topic. Okay, so how can people find us? Our social plugs are Pivot Business Consulting. If you go to our Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you can find our show there um, and any of the social channels. You can find Intern Pursuit on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and coming soon, Google My Business. Uh, the Intern Pursuit game is on Facebook and Twitter, and you can listen to us live on mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College Radio and follow the Intern Whisper. And again, you can watch us live on Intern Pursuit on Facebook and you can call us live on the air. And that rings in to us, people. We have tested this. 407-582-2906. And you can also chat with us live online through Intern Pursuit's Facebook chat. All right, guys. We would like to take this opportunity to take, thank our first sponsor, Omnimodal. Omnimodal believes smart cities and public transit services are the backbone of equitable shared mobility today and into the future. Omnimodal works with smart cities to connect all commuters across modes of transportation to the mobility as a service marketplace. You can visit them at their website at omnimodal.io. I'm going to spell that out for you guys. That's O-M-N-I-M-O-D-A-L. Thank you, Omnimodal, for sponsoring the Intern Whisper, Whisper Live. Sorry about that. So tonight's guest is Professor Lee McCain, a professor of business at Valencia College East Campus. And I have had the pleasure of being able to work with Lee on the advisory board, the business advisory board here at Valencia College. My job has been to be an ambassador in the community. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love this college. I go back to Rollins College where I graduated from and I tell people, Oh my gosh, Valencia College. This is awesome. And so I tell Rollins to recruit from here. I tell Full Sail. So I'm always promoting Valencia. I love this school as much as Rollins. So welcome, Lee. Well, thank you. And we really appreciate all your efforts in recruiting our students. We oh. could always use more. That is very true. One of the things that, um, now this is not in the show notes, but one of the things that <laughs> we were talking about um, earlier today at, at Starter Studio is the value of having at least three internships because people don't know. I was talking to um, Lillian about that. She's a board member at Starter Studio. And she had said, you know, people don't really know what they want to do. They don't know the industry. They want to test the job out. And I had said, you know, I did, and the guys have heard me say this, probably other people on the show, that for two years I spent a uh, some time as a financial analyst, mm -hmm. a grants administrator and a financial analyst at the Nature Conservancy. I loved everything about that job except being the financial analyst side, and that was about 
I want to say maybe mm, like 50% of the job because I was a trainer. I got to negotiate contracts. I got to do so many great things. But after two years, I went, this is not what I like to do. So I think the value of an internship is being able to try those things out. So what made you decide to be a professor? Because you have yeah. a history. Yeah, I've, I've been doing this now for about 15 years. I yeah. started at Seminole yeah. State as a full-time professor teaching business courses. But before that, when I was uh, getting my MBA, one of my professors uh, liked my platform skills, and he actually suggested that I try it. And I really had no interest in it because uh, both of my parents were teachers. Oh, and oh. I, <laughs> it was in, in your the family. Blood. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, especially my mother was really pushing that. And I said, she said, "You'd always be a great teacher." I said, "Ma, I really want to make some money." So I got <laughs> I got into business, and I worked in sales and marketing for twenty five years before I got into this thing. But that MBA uh, professor really inspired me to go try the adjunct thing, and. Uh, my first gig was at Florida Metropolitan University teaching, oh, I that. teaching a business course there. Let's talk business, which mm. was very loose. No textbook. It was just what the business news was at the day or the week. And that's how I, I got the uh, I got. I think the that fever. would be a great class because I bet that yeah. ties into your capstone class that you created. Big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all current events and, and cases and analyzing problems and mm -hmm. figuring out how to fix it. Yeah. And that's how I, I got started and uh, did a lot of different gigs at the University of Phoenix and uh, also at Seminole State and here at Valencia before Seminole hired me full-time, and that was a long time ago. And uh, after three years, I, I got a better offer here, and that's that's where I've been for 11 mm. years wow. now. So you obviously like being a teacher. Oh, yeah, it's great. I do it for free, but don't tell anybody because i got to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> you just said it in publicly yeah. now. Yeah. It's on the air. Get recorded. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's out there. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, advantage to being what I was mm. saying to the guys earlier, I said, Valencia, the best thing about education is nobody thinks twice about you having a side gig because they already know that pay is an issue. Um, they also have amazing benefits in schools. Plus, you get to have some downtime because there's Boy. Friday summer summer hours. Oh yeah, and then it's you great. guys close down pretty much from like yeah. middle of December to mm -hmm. first week mm -hmm. of January. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I really Travel enjoy abroad. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good gig. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I love I love being a teacher too. Yeah, I'm not right now. I teach clients, and then I also teach in this case students that are interns with me. But for sure. So take it over, guys. So what do you specifically love about teaching? I like, I like the fact that uh, I can give back mm -hmm. the experience that I have as a, as a professional right. and tell them what the real world is about. You know, talk a little theory, but yeah. really what works out there in the real world. And uh, there's two big things that I always emphasize, and that's accountability and responsibility. Mm. And yeah. if, if they can provide that to their employer they will go a very long way and uh, sometimes it's a, it's a challenge with some of our students right that accountability and, and responsibility thing okay and following that that line of thought what do you think students uh that are pursuing business should know well that's a really big question there's a lot to it what specifically did you have in mind well, maybe it's something that you think it's pivotal that they should know. Like if going they're thinking about a, going into the business yeah, like industry, yeah. what should they know? Yeah. Any 
particular tips, any uh, pointers that you Yeah, I, uh, it's a really good question, Abby. I think just like any other profession, you really have to um, be focused and uh, you have to be reliable. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to have really strong communication skills. Extremely. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And that, that includes the spoken word, but it's also very important that you know how to write for business and proper business writing because business is not a, a series of tweets or a emojis. series of, of emojis, right? right. right. <laughs> uh, Hashtags. And proper punctuation, spelling, uh, there is grammar is very, very, very important. Because that, that lends to your credibility. If you can't get that right, the little things, a lot of businesses will not have any any use for you because you can't get the little things right. And I think that you hit on something that's really key. I think reliability. Um, that's not necessarily something that always people see. The value of an internship, it's really, this is a chance to really show this is a real job, so take it seriously and decide, do you want to get like five stars? This is what I say to all of them. Yeah. You know, you want to know, do you want five out of me or do you just want to be a three? Three is average. So three just shows up and just does the basics. Right. But five is the one that has been taking something off my shoulders. And this is what they hear me say. And they yeah. go, that's, yeah. that's the yeah. difference. Yeah, bring it. Yeah. Bring it. That's what I always tell my students, bring it. So um, what do you think, well, aside from reliability mm-hmm. and also good communication, yeah. what other skills do you think are really valuable for, um, I'm sorry, I think I keep hitting you there, it's delayed, um, for students to have in the business world? Because I would say the ability to work in teams, I'm a big fan oh, of team yeah. dynamics, yeah. Mm-hmm. this is why yeah. I partner them up, mm-hmm. and some leadership skills. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, the, in fact, in our business classes, we break them up in a small group so they can collaborate and figure out how to uh, fix a problem. First of all, identify a problem, and then right. put together their own ideas and fix it, because that's what we do in business today. Mm-hmm. And it used to be the CEO or the manager or the leader of that particular group was the one who made all the decisions. Now it's more democratic, especially with more educated uh, workforce. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you you got to be able to provide some information that's worthwhile, mm-hmm. that's going to help with a solution. And be proactive about it, not reactive. Let's be a five, not a three. Yeah. I, I think that um, there's been a heavy focus, because I work in that HR space, a heavy focus on employee experience. And I think yeah. that business is now seeing that, um, I don't think I absolutely believe, that your staff is part of your marketing and they represent your company and they are creating that user experience. So having a focus on employee experience, letting there be a place where they can um, stretch their wings, their voice is heard, there's some type of a trajectory where they can actually um, get trained and some type of upward mobility. What is that? Because maybe even in small business, because I work with a lot of small businesses, there might be just a, a one position above a coordinator and then like a, a manager and that's just two positions but there are places I think and I believe I'm going to say I believe where in business um, employers can empower the employee so that they are being able to be seen as a leader of either a project and it's not always just about the title you know it's, it's usually about the sense of purpose it's being fulfilled that they feel, um, again, that there's value, mm-hmm. and they're able to pass that on. Yeah, no question. That's that's a lot of things that we talk about in our business classes, especially in our management class. We talk about the, the ability to lead, 
the ability to get people to follow you voluntarily as opposed to It sounds to like being a, a lot of business skills that could apply to you could apply to a lot of different jobs like very these are so. very keystone universal skills yeah. like um I know someone in engineering who um isn't a leader who was just put as put on a lead as a project mm-hmm. and he has to have all those skills obviously that you just mm-hmm. mentioned mm-hmm. the so. soft skills are transferable to any any industry and to any job yeah honestly because the hard skills are the things that you're there to learn so mm-hmm. i right. don't know adobe creative suite i can learn it or i don't know how to program maybe i could learn it if i wanted to maybe uh, i'm pretty <laughs> sure i could but it's the ability to take those skills and then be able to be more of who you are and right. and really rise and grow. I think, right. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but do you think, Lee, it takes a good five years to learn an industry? That's usually what I tell students. It depends on the industry. If it's technology, it's so technology, I can see that. If it's something in, um, that's not as technical, I think you, you can probably do it in about three mm. I don't know, because there's technology is changing with so right. fast with how we're doing it. So yeah. I'll, I'll use um, graphic design. Mm-hmm. Now, I would think graphic design would be something that um, it's a two-year degree traditionally. Um, and to get experience in graphic design, they're taught here to do a lot of print and also to work on web. But being able to... Um, understand how to use it, uh, what colors work in digital presence versus print, mm-hmm. night and day, and you were in marketing, so I'm yeah. sure you understand what I'm saying there. Yeah. Um, the amount of platforms that we have to now know has greatly expanded, and mm-hmm. so I feel like they might start with Adobe Creative Suite, but it changes because there's oh, going to sure. be some other yeah, new way of learning Yeah, it was something else it. before, mm-hmm. so it'll yeah. probably be something else in the future. How tech reliant is the business industry? It's it's key. I mean, it's the cornerstone of right. business. You got to stay ahead of it if you're going to be competitive. Right. That's really the key. I wa- um, I drive by the Orlando Sentinel newspaper, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I see that gigantic building, and I go, "What are they doing?" But I'm thinking, I'm sure they still have reporters, but they are their focus is on everything that's on the web. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not print. Yep. Well, so. that's the way newspapers are going. It's it's more of an online presence rather oh, yeah. than a, a physical print job. And I'm noticing there's barely any newspaper sites you can go on, and it's you have a limited number of articles you can read OBG. before you have to subscribe. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. And like all of them are going to that model now because mm-hmm. that's the only way they can sustain yeah. themselves. Well, Wall yeah. Street Journal, I think New York Times, even Orlando mm-hmm. Sentinel. Is oh, doing Orlando it. Yeah. Sentinel, it's like it's nothing like what it was before, but yeah. Wall Street Journal. And New York Times, mm-hmm. I think those are the Post, Washington Post, L.A. Times, Miami Herald. I don't know Herald. what they look like in yeah. comparison to five years ago, to mm-hmm. ten years ago. Yeah, I'm sure they're very different. oh big time. Well, the Sentinel, I mean, they've laid yeah. off most of their columnists as a result of the lack of advertising because the readership is way down at the Sentinel, wow. and that's the reason why it's it's really not as good as it used to be. Right. And they've increased their online presence. But I'd say just 10 years ago, newspapers were still really prevalent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they're still going to be prevalent. But I think most people your age are preferring to get their news in other ways than a physical print uh, print media. I'm just seeing from experience. But I know my dad, he doesn't read the newspaper anymore. Like he 
just uses his news app on his phone. Right. And he used to be a newspaper reader Sunday morning mm-hmm. with his coffee. Yeah. I still am every day. Wall Street <laughs> Journal. That's my that's my go to. <laughs> Do they give it away for free at this school? Uh, we have it available, the online version, but really? I pay oh. for my own subscription because yeah. you know, I know I'm some the schools. breakfast guy. I got to read in the, at breakfast. <laughs> See, I just yeah. have my phone with my coffee in the morning. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like I'm not to that hold good, man. <laughs> I got to have paper. Yeah. yeah. I do yeah. think that the tactile, the more of your senses that you use, the mm-hmm. more. Um, I mean, it goes. Uh, I mean, I prefer to read on a physical copy. It goes the same with a uh, newspaper, but. I, I find it so much easier to access news through my phone. Oh, sure. Yeah, it sends you yeah. the notification yeah. of the news that you're interested about. And yeah. Just open yeah. It, it's like yeah. for like books and stuff, that I d- definitely prefer a tactile paper experience. But mm-hmm. for news, mm-hmm. I, see, yeah. I see the appeal in the digital. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So, Abby, what's your what's the next question? All right. Uh, tell us where did you go to school? Or where did he go to school? Go yeah, to school? I went to uh, Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York. It's a Jesuit college, like Boston College, Georgetown University. Oh, okay. And, uh, proud dolphin of Lemoyne College. Oh my goodness! There's yeah. more dolphins. Yeah, more. Do- That's so funny. Yeah, in New York, in Central New York, a dolphin. You imagine that? Uh, yeah. We yeah. haven't seen a dolphin ever. In central New York. Does Land it look lot. like the Miami Dolphin? Uh, actually, it does. Hmm. Exactly. It like looks like the Dolphin. <laughs> really? Except it's different colors. Our, ours is uh, golden green. Hmm. Golden Forest green. green. Well, my dad's a different Dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then you went where for your MBA? I got my MBA at Kelly Graduate School here in Orlando. Okay. Yeah. So a little shout out to both of those yeah. schools. It's always nice to hear other yeah. institutions appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And are you anticipating a PhD or are you done with going to school? Well, I've got more than uh, an MBA. I've got about 12 more hours than I needed uh, in accounting. But uh, I don't know. We'll have, to, like we'll have to take a look. We'll have, to, we'll have to look. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We'll have to take a look at that down the road. Probably if I was going to pursue it, it would be a DBA, oh, okay. a doctorate in business administration. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do the uh, professors here? Um, I know that you know you can be tenured. I'm assuming you are. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have to publish? Is that a requirement? No. What we have to do is go through uh, a, a very um, organized and uh, rigorous uh, tenure process, and uh, it's a, now a five-year process. But when oh. I was here, when I first started, it was three years, and we have to write a portfolio. We have to do action research with our students to look at learning outcomes, to see if they can be improved uh, by doing a benchmark as an example and then seeing after a benchmark how they've improved over mm. time. We've talked about that in the advisory board. Right, right. Um, and that was actually part of my portfolio was that benchmark and then seeing the progress or regress depending on, wow. on how they write. Because communication skills are everything. Yeah, and I agree. if you can't get that right, then uh, they're probably not going to want to hire you. That is true, because I've talked to students also, not any of these students that are in the room here, but I have talked (laughs) with uh, other students and said how we, when I was teaching middle school, and I was teaching in the projects, and some of those, uh, most of those students all had an urban slang, Mm -hmm. and I, they would say, well, you're just wanting me to talk, I'm going to say it, white, and I said, no. I want you to sound like you're professional, that you're educated, this has nothing to do with race, and I said, I think that that's the biggest takeaway that you need to understand is mm. that people, uh, right or wrong, they will judge you. And if you want them to hear what your mm. race is when you talk, then keep doing that. 
Right. You know, and that was um, something that for seventh graders, they mm-hmm. told me it, it actually impacted them. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, they had a great deal of trust in what I was saying. So they knew I was telling them something straight up that they yeah. needed to hear. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. I think communication is everything. Yeah. It sure is. So what, um, after school, I'm assuming you went into the business industry. What was that like? Well, I, uh, my first job was a copywriter in an advertising agency in Syracuse. Oh. And, uh, and I got that job um, simply because I had a portfolio mm-hmm. of uh, writing. I was a sports editor of the uh, school newspaper for oh. a couple of years. And I was also a disc jockey on the radio oh. show <laughs> and my own radio show and uh, what played was oldies. It it was called the Hound Dog Program. I, d- I did a takeoff <laughs> of Wolfman Jack, but I can't do it anymore because I'm too old. You mean I like, love the name, though. Well, no, actually his voice. I oh. replicated his voice. Well, you guys remember? You probably don't. Wolfman Jack. Know. They're no, looking no. at you. Yeah. The answer's no. <laughs> He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He, he was unbelievable. Yeah. I'll have to do my research. Yeah, yeah. go look him up. He was fantastic. <laughs> Put that in the hashtags, too. Yeah. Wolfman Jack. Yeah, Wolfman Jack. American Wolfman Graffiti. Man. He was in American oh, Graffiti. I've, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, Wolfman Jack. Yeah, if you've seen Jack. a movie, they, they yeah, know we'll, that. Oh, yeah, we'll respond our, to movie references. Yeah. Yeah. That's our area yeah. of expertise. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He played the DJ in American Graffiti. Oh. Yeah. Do you that's, know who that is? Wolfman Jack. Oh, I've seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, Popsicle. You want a Popsicle? Here, I have a Popsicle. Yeah, yeah. Refrigerator broke. Remember that line? Right, that that yeah. does ring a bell. I yeah. saw it long ago, but yeah, I, I know the movie. That, well, it was 1972. Yeah, was when that came out. So yeah, no, directed was... by the guy who created Star Wars. Yeah, George Lucas. Exactly Lucas. right. Star Wars. Yeah, way before Star Wars. Yep. Yep. That was one of his first big productions. Mm-hmm. Did he really only day. directed like two movies and then Star Wars. Yeah, and then nothing else. Yeah, that's American all Graffiti was that's big, all he needed. Big in 1972. It was a blockbuster oh, movie. Yeah, back then. He actually didn't want to work with Harrison Ford again because he's like, I just worked with him, but he was just too good. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Harrison Ford was in American Graffiti. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's like, well, I don't want him to play Han Solo. I just worked with him in American Graffiti, right. but then right. in the auditions. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go back and go watch that movie now. That's yeah, a great movie. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. Yeah. I saw it pretty young, but I, I have really good memories of it. Oh, sure. Doing it, even at a very young, young age. Yeah. Yeah, so more my portfolio because of you know what I wrote, and also as an intern in the development office, uh, I want to mention to you that one of the uh, things that got me really interested in writing was uh, my stat professor was a guy by the name of Harold Graham, and mm-hmm. Harold Graham was the very first person in the United States to ride a rocket belt, and he did it when he was a member of the U.S. Air Force, and he was the very first person ever. To do this, you can look it up online. A rocket belt. What a, is rocket a rocket belt. belt? Well, it's a self-propelled know. rocket on your back. Oh, oh wow! And this is the way they thought back in 1961 that uh, astronauts were able to get around. This was a new transportation device oh, that man. the army could use, and it was demonstrated actually right in front of President Kennedy in 1961, wow. and he was the guy. Didn't and so when like I found that out, or their legs. Well, if you look at the video, no, it uh, it's actually a pretty efficient machine. It looked, hmm. uh, you know, I know really. What they that's probably what inspired Kennedy to say those things about going to the moon was things. It like could that. have, yeah, it was yeah. a big precursor to the Gemini. I just program. saw that Neil Armstrong movie. So right, that's on my did. mind. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. This, this guy was my my uh, stat professor, and 
And I, I heard about him, so I went to interview him, and then I wrote a story about it, and it got me inspired about writing. So, yeah, he's a fascinating guy I and bet. really funny. Oh, and he also appeared on What's My Line. Oh. I, I'm sorry to tell the truth. He was on To Tell the Truth on TV. Do you guys know that show? Uh, to Tell no. the Truth. <laughs> yeah, you can look that up too. You can look up Harold Graham on To Tell the Truth. That was a yeah, big yeah. program, daytime program back in the day. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about what it was like when you were an intern. Right. What was that like? Well, there was a lot of work, and I didn't get any credit for it. Back then, LeMoyne didn't offer credit, so I was doing this all on my own. How many hours writing. do you remember? Was it like part-time or a full-time job? Uh, it was part-time. Okay. Yeah. I wrote several articles. I can't remember how many, um, but I was really busy with the newspaper because we had to publish every week. So I remember writing content during the week and then putting actually putting the paper together physically on yeah. Thursday night to have it available Friday morning. And we worked till 3 o'clock in the morning every Thursday night oh, wow. to get wow. it out. So... Yeah. You said that you weren't credited. Did they ever publish your article like, exactly the way it was? Yeah, actually, they did. In, in the, whose the name Heights was Magazine. It? My, my name. Yeah. Oh, it was your name. Then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought you said you didn't get any credit. Yeah. Did no, not. I didn't get any course credit. Course credit. Yeah. Oh, I see. Course credit. But yeah, I was byline. byline. Your name I got byline. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's how you got the it, job. It, yeah, it you was could a put guess. that in your portfolio. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and that's interesting. But you yeah. were not an English major. You're no, not a I was journalism. a business major. So you just really worked on refining yeah. that. Well, I'm a big sports fan too, so mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I want to do sports, write sports. Got it. Yeah. Is are your articles still out there? If we have you ever Googled them to see if they're still? Gee, I don't know. I've got all my old newspapers, but they're awfully yellow now. <laughs> <laughs> look, look and type type his name in, guys. Yeah. Just see if you can find any. Uh, do the ampersand and news articles. Uh, and see what pops up real the, quick. The Dolphin is the name of the publication. The Dolphin or the Piper, because we had two different names. That's the school paper. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Dolphin or the Piper. P I P E R. Yeah. I tried Dolphin. Yeah. Did you find anything? Uh. Well. No. Not on the, the initial so searches. So that it, it that's all kind of interesting. focuses on yeah. things from 2018. Yeah, very modern style. So yeah. they apparently have not gone and digitized that content and put it up there. But I guess you could always put it up. Do you do LinkedIn? Do you use that? I, I have LinkedIn, but uh, I don't really consult it very often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be like if you want to be immortalized, throw your articles up there on LinkedIn. Yeah. They, yeah. That's where they will live in perpetuity. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Won't get any, any more yellow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. right. They'll be digital. They'll be digital. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, a website also, your own? I do not. website? No. I know some no. of the schools require that because that would be a good place. But yeah. I publish on um, a blog page on my company site Okay. on Pivot. But I also will take those articles and I'll um, put some of them on my LinkedIn. Yeah. And it's surprising how much traffic it drives to your um, just your LinkedIn site. And people read them. And wow. you know, I haven't written in a while, so I need to get back into my writing. But um, people might be enjoying to hear your voice, of like your written voice, um, what yeah. it was like to write then and what's it like now. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I might try that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so aside from it being um, you did get to write and you had to put in those hours, um, did you feel like you were respected as an intern? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. Uh, the development office at the school was very respectful of us. So it was for uh, the school. Good. Yeah, it was for the school, actually. Yeah. So I was working with that, th that department and yeah. actually helping them do their job. Right. <laughs> and I think on the campuses, many times, um, most of the schools I've, I've talked to, they don't offer a paid internship, um, but they do make sure that the student has like real tangible skills that are on right. the resume. I think that's the key. Did you ever do an internship off of the school, away from the school? Not off. I did not, no. Yeah, so no. I think that's kind of the difference is that um, the appreciation in education, tons of appreciation, right? Oh, definitely. Very focused on that, but outside of the ivory walls, it's a mm -hmm. different world. Boy, that, that it is. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's really where internships turn into either a joyful experience or one that is, you know, heavy tears. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, what do you think? I, I know I'm taking away the questions. Okay, guys, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what would you tell your 20-year-old self in college now, if looking back? Um... Or better yet, is that any different from what you tell your students now? Ooh, that's an interesting yeah, question. That, that is an interesting, question. interesting question. You know, when I was 20, and that was a long time ago, the, the world was very different. There was, mm -hmm. no, uh, there was no Internet. There was no personal computers. Uh, we had uh, AM, radio, FM was just becoming um, popular. Color television was fairly new at that time. We had four channels to watch on TV. Okay, what do you guys <laughs> and, think of that when he's telling and, you that? <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, that's basically yeah. my parents' age, so... Your parents? Yeah. I would think you're well, It was the four channels. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I grew up in Puerto Rico, and uh, most of my family was very poor, yeah. like my very old family, and uh, most yeah. of them didn't have a TV growing up yeah. and, and during that time. Yeah. My grandmother, she's not too old. She's almost 60. She mm -hmm. tells me stories about how it was back then. Mm -hmm. It's very different indeed. Oh, no, yeah. my yeah. dad had no a question. similar upbringing. The four channels, color was new, but his dad always was in control of what they watched. Oh, yeah. A yeah. lot of the, yeah. who was the guy who did the music show every night? Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk, yes. That's still on. It's on. It TV. is. Yep. Yes, it is. My dad has a lot of memories of his dad uh, forcing sure. him to watch Lawrence Welk. Uh, sure. <laughs> I have yeah. never. I don't. I don't think I've ever watched a whole episode. I just. I've seen it done. I've seen clips of it, of it just so Saturday I could understand the Saturday Night Live yeah. parodies of it. Yeah. My dad's like, you have to see what my dad forced me to watch as a child <laughs> and what I don't subject you to. I don't understand why that show is, is like so classic and it's still on. There's mm -hmm. other shows I remember my my parents watching um, MASH. Oh, sure. Oh, oh yeah. Like some of those. I know. All and of those. those are different. But the black well, and white shows. Oh, yeah. I know my grandmother had uh, Danny Thomas. Oh, yeah. 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 That was late 50s, early 60s, Danny yeah. Thomas show, yeah. Yeah, those were shows that they liked. Oh, sure. Anyway, we digress. Um, I don't know if yeah. we actually answered the question, though. Mm. We went down memory and nostalgia. Explain yeah. what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to get back on point yeah. with the question. Would so you? go back to your question. Yeah. Uh, what would you tell your 20-year-old self going through college now, and uh, how would that be different from what you tell a current college student? 
going through the same Well, one business. of the things about college, it's not high school. And a lot of it is on you in yes. terms of, sure. of what you're going to accomplish. So having good time management skills persists through some of the anthills that are in the way, and some, mm-hmm. some of them are pretty big. Um, but persist and reach your goal yeah, or goals and uh, make sure that's on a time frame as opposed to, well, I want to get my degree, but when? The key yeah. is the when, and that will help you persist to get to that ultimate goal of the when. And uh, I was like that in college. I, you know, all the degrees that I received was all within the quote-unquote time frame that was expected. And uh, I think students today get a little sidetracked with that. Um, and it takes them, on average, here in Florida, uh, five years for a two-year degree. That's the average. Wow. No kidding. Five years for a two-year degree. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen that happen wow. from graphic design, but I do know some mm-hmm. of those students have come back and told me, oh, this is like year four. Mm-hmm. And it's a two-year program. Right. I'm I did going, five years it? for four years just because I had to change majors. Mm-hmm. And I don't things know. didn't transfer over right from mm-hmm. schools. and Right. And yeah. life gets in the way. Too. And life I mean, gets, you have yeah. one or two jobs, you have children, um, health issues, whatever yeah. the case may be. And that's, that's the reason why it takes them on average, five years to complete a two-year degree. Wow. And that's wow. not, just not Valencia. It's it's the average I would the I, state. Yeah, I, I'm sure you're right. I have trouble relating to it, though, because I went to school full-time, and I also worked a full-time job, mm-hmm. so my weekends were like, that was it. And I, yeah. I was married at that time, too, so it's like yeah. I had wow. no life, but... What you got it done? Oh, I finished in I finished in the four years. Yeah, yeah. first two I, were yeah. University of Florida. The last two I transferred to Rollins, and mm-hmm. and I finished in two years. Good for you. Yeah, I was working too. I mean, I I had a uh, two or three nights as a disco DJ. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college. That was a blast. I love that. See, you might yeah. want to come back here and have a show. I, I like that. This is kind of like your return. Right? Yeah, I like We're yeah. going to introduce you to my... Q. Well, you already did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if you want to do a show, you should talk I to could, Q. Uh, I could do an oldies show. Because yeah. I, I know I'm a well, trivia Jack. guy. I listen yeah. to that. Yeah. 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 Well, I got all the old records. <laughs> I got 45s. I got 33 and a thirds. And you see discs. none of that in I here, see though? that. <laughs> so you'd be playing it off of your phone. Right. Well, I got everything I need right on my phone. There for you sure. go. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. okay. What's up? So who are some of your great leaders, personal, professional, living or dead, that you admire or who have influenced your life? Well, I think my dad and my mom, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, my dad was a longtime college professor at Lemoyne. He was a physics professor. And, uh, and I, I had no desire to teach, and I had no desire to be a scientist, unlike both of my brothers are scientists. Oh. But he was, he was an inspiration as a leader because he was such a great guy. He was probably the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. Wow. Uh, and he, you know, for me and for my siblings, I have two brothers and a sister, uh, we all kind of followed his lead as far as treating people correctly and uh, being good to people. And yeah, that's not something to underestimate. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really, uh, I, I credit him for that, and he was, he was a marvelous guy. Everybody loved Charlie McCain. 
So where yeah. does your mom fit in? Because you mentioned your mom. Yeah, she was she was a teacher as well, and she was a disciplinarian. So we learned mm. discipline. We learned uh, rigor. We learned um, uh, organization from her, and uh, I think that's you know, that inf- influenced my life. What did she teach? She was just like you. She taught actually grammar school. Oh, really? Um, yeah, she. Well, was I didn't teach grammar school. It was middle and high school. But middle she and high school. Yeah. yeah, she did uh, K through. I'm trying to remember, I I'm think it was first Catholic? or second. I am. Yeah. So yeah. I would go. That's really where she maybe taught in the Catholic school. Uh, actually, public schools. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she taught in the public school, school system. Yeah. Up, up there in that neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, was it K through eight? K through eight. Okay. Correct. Yeah. 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 I, I think, think she was second or third one. grade, if I remember right. Sometimes fourth. Yeah. But almost her whole career in teaching was uh, in public schools. I took one semester in um, elementary education, and I went, I, I don't want to do this. I was thinking I was going to do the K through 12 route. Yeah. And I sat there and went, I do not want to cut all of this stuff. Because they had elementary school teachers, primary. They have to go decorate the walls every month. And they were always having to yeah. cut stuff out yeah. and have the numbers up there. Paper, yeah. And I went, yeah, I have yeah. no way. I'm oh, not yeah, doing yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. And it was expensive to buy that stuff. Too. Oh, yeah. You bet. Wow, your mom was amazing. She, yep. That was a she hard was. job. She was, yeah. yeah. Did they have classrooms where it was like um, multi-level learning where – all of the kids were together, or were they broken into real grade levels, like K? grade levels, the old-fashioned grade levels, yeah. Okay. And they Not stayed like with a teacher every day. <laughs> well, that was a one-room schoolhouse, if I remember yeah. right. But yeah, they had they had a school that had several different classrooms and, and grade levels. So mm-hmm. I was born in Kansas, you... so. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. I didn't go to schools like that, but nonetheless, yeah. I was from little towns that they actually had that. We yeah. moved to Wichita, and it was you know more yeah. of the standard. K one two, right? But right. Could have been in there. Yeah, that's the way it was in Syracuse too. Mm, yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Sounded like Syracuse. I thought it was a big city. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. When I was there, it was two hundred thousand in the metropolitan area, and it's that less still than that like now. Sounds like a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I came from a town. I was born in a little town that had a thousand people, and it still has a thousand. Oh people. my! No that's kidding. Tiny. Wow. It's called Medicine so. Lodge. It's a historic Indian site where they did a reenactment every four years, leap year of the signing of a peace treaty between the five tribes from the mm. Trail of Tear- Tears and yeah. the white settlers. How about that? In a giant wow. dust bowl. They still do it. How about that? A thousand people. One light, truly. Wow. Traffic wow. light. <laughs> That's wow. it. Anyway, right. going back. So, um, so we right, saved a really good question, though. Mm, Let's hear about right. his Denmark and Sweden. Right. So in 2011, yeah. it says here that you got the opportunity to take some students to Denmark and Sweden on a, on yeah. a trip, I guess. Um, yeah. What was that like, and what was it like to the, for the students? Well, we did it uh, in two years. I, I, I did it twice, 2011 oh. and 2012. And uh, we were teaching them uh, event management. So they had to develop their own event they had to market their own event, and they had to conduct their own event. And uh, it, we were there for uh, two weeks, and we gave them the basics to get started the first week, and we gave them another week to put together their um, exhibit. And then we took them downtown Copenhagen and had them market it to the passersby. Oh, my God. Did they have to do Copenhagen. it in a whole other language? Actually, the, uh, the Danes' English is as good as ours. Oh, yeah. With little oh. or no accent. 
It's amazing. They sound American. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Those no people in that European area, they speak five languages. Like I've been yeah. to Switzerland, and in Switzerland, yeah. it was German, English, mm-hmm. French, uh, Swiss, and Liechtenstein, I think. I have a French friend who speaks four languages I just know. casually. Oh, wow. it's, just, it's shameful yeah. in our country. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. One language. Ridiculous. Well, I can speak two. So. I know. Yeah. You're <laughs> at an advantage. Yeah. Proficient? Yeah, very much so. Hmm? Are you proficient in both? Yes, I Spanish? am. Spanish? Yeah. Very good. I ha- I have I'm to. jealous. Yeah. I am too. I should. Yeah. I should have. Yeah. yeah, they're both actually from Hispanic. Oh, terrific. But yeah. I grew up with my dad always speaking English, so my mom always spoke English okay. too. But I learned basic words, mm-hmm. especially right. around my grandmother. But hmm. Yeah, for me, is that I, I was born in Massachusetts, lived there until I was just a kid, and then moved to Puerto Rico. And my mom... Never let me forget forget my English. We would speak both English and Spanish wow. in our household all the time, and then then you know I would have to speak Spanish in school. So it was Spanish at school, and then I would go home and we yeah. would speak English. And you know, uh, most of my family is from the states, so cool. I managed to uh, keep both languages at a very uh, good level. They were balanced. Yeah, yeah. 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 I want to go back Excellent. to what was the best product that was sold over there that they had that you remember. If you remember one. Well, a lot of it was based on the environment. Yeah. You know, um, I remember one (laughs) display that the students came up with, uh, a um, creative way to dispose of waste. And I'm talking about paper and plastic and things along those lines. Trash, yeah. And, uh, boy, it got a lot of attention from the the passersby. And the students that we brought were not only Valencia students, we also had... um, uh, two other schools in the United States that came along with the host school called okay. the Roskilde School of Business in Roskilde, Denmark, which, by the way, a little trivia, is the headquarters of the Vikings. came from Roskilde, Denmark, way back in the day. Um, as well as a, a team from Singapore. So we had a very huh. cross-cultural um, blend of students that had to get together and we put them together so that it wasn't all Americans on one and all uh, Singaporeans right. on the other one and all uh, Danes on another. We mixed them. Mm-hmm. So we had different uh, emotional um, levels. We had also different intelligence levels. And it was a challenge for them to uh, form, norm, and perform and storm, of course. That's right. Right? And they all, they all nailed it. And we were very proud of that. They worked really diligently. And they all got along and became fast friends. It that was sounds cool. like something that, is it still going on? We, I'm not doing that now, but um, the organization that's doing it, I believe is still doing it, but I don't know whether it's doing it with them. Valencia. I think it was like two years ago, um, I came in on West Campus, and there were some uh, students from, I want to say... I think it was Norway, I think, Denmark maybe. Yeah. Um, but they came over and they did a case study of Pivot. And oh, so wow. they, yeah, I enjoyed Neat. it thoroughly. And they were here Neat. for two weeks. Wow. Very good. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe they're still doing something yeah. like that here. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go to the quote. All right, our motivational Monday quote. This is from Benjamin Franklin. Tell me and I forget. Teach me and I remember. Involve me and I learn. I love that one. So educationally, what does that speak to? Uh, that speaks to everything that uh, that you I do in those classes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I try to engage the students and uh, get them to experience 
learning by experiential learning. Yeah, by teaching each other, you know, with videos and have them break up uh, and uh, answer teams so they can answer some questions that were posed in the videos. A lot of them are cases mm -hmm. that they have to figure out what the problem is and how to solve it. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly they have to write papers and they have to present the papers sometimes. It depends on the class, but uh, we have presentations that they have to You have a capstone impress. class. Yes, and the capstone class is all cases, all mm -hmm. case study analyses. And they also have to present as well because that's all part of the program learning outcomes that we have that uh, they've got to be able to prove uh, all aspects of what we've taught them before they can go, out, go ahead and get their associate's degree and move on to the next level, whether it's going to school again mm -hmm. to get a four-year degree or go to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think it's amazing that even, what is that, over 300 years ago, that, that was still, he was thinking experiential learning was the most valuable. It is. Yeah. In our education yeah. classes, I'm sure you've heard this, I mean, mm. the more of your senses that you're mm. using, the more the real learning takes place. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And there's people that are visual learners mm -hmm. and audible learners. And, and kinetic, so. that's the hands-on. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So the more of that you incorporate in the repetition of being able to go through those exercises, it makes a huge difference. It sure does. Yeah. yeah. That was a good quote. Good Thank job. Thank you. So um, some other things real quick. I know we're getting close to the end of our time frame. But next week for our listeners, I will be in Portugal. I am going to Lisbon, and I will be attending Web Summit. So I am going to record my experience on the floor since we're talking about experiential learning. I will have a booth there at Web Summit, the Interim Pursuit booth, and I will have T-shirts to give away and pens, and there's over 70,000 people that are attending this summit. So I am so excited. Um, we'll not have a traditional show, so I'm going to record on the floor, and I'm going to send the files to these guys here and Khalil and Jason and have them share that experience with all of our listeners. So I hope you guys enjoy. I think that, that'll be really exciting. Yeah, sure. I'm going to try and make sure it's like in the space, but it's like everything that I'm doing Tuesday. My day to be on the floor is Tuesday, and they give me my own booth and all kinds of stuff. So super Sounds excited. Yeah. Um, our hashtag, what I learned. So please go to our Instagram page and go check out the stories. So today I'm going to be taking a picture of Abby and one of of also um, Matt, and then you're going to get to read their What I Learned stories out there on our social feeds here, what right. they've learned. And now we'd like to thank our second sponsor of the night, Create the Movement. Creating a movement takes two things, the right people and the right message. Finding the right people takes laser focus and extensive research. Crafting the right message requires in-depth market knowledge and con constant tweaking. It's not about thinking outside the box. It's about knowing what your box is made of and using it to your advantage. Thank you, CreateTheMovement.com, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. So I want to tell Valencia College East Campus, thank you, Q, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's our station manager for letting us be in this really great studio, state-of-the-art social broadcasting studio, atmosphere. We love Q. He's our knowledgeable staff member, along with others in his office. And I want to thank also Matt and Abby over here. So we're going to move over to our shout-outs. Abby, you're up. Well, Who's your shout-out to? Always a quick, 
shout out to uh, my friends and my family. I think to your grandma and my grandmother who just yeah. tuned, she tuned in tonight too. So yeah, yeah thank she's you, been grandma. following our show. Yeah, she has, she has. Very thank good. You, and also a quick, sorry to end it on kind of a downer, but today I found out that a classmate from back in the day passed away. So oh. quick shout out to his family mm-hmm. and uh, oh. may he rest in peace. Yeah, and the yeah. family too. May yeah. they have peace. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, oh. you're up. I don't have anyone specific, so I'm going to go to my go-to and say thank you, mom and dad. <laughs> Very nice. Where would we be without our parents? Where would I'm we gonna be? I'm going to tell you, you'd be like here, a here. yeah, a sorry <laughs> mess. I was thinking about that yesterday. Yeah. I watched some show and I was going, I really miss my mom. My mom's not alive. I miss my mom. Mm. Okay, Lee, who do you want to give a shout out to? Can my, be any. my lovely bride, Monica. Very nice. And my my extended family all over the world, including my sister in Abu Dhabi. Do you United have Arab Emirates? I do not. Okay. No. Your sister's no. in Abu Dhabi, though? She is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So all of your yeah. students are your children? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I identify. I would say. I totally yeah. identify. <laughs> And so um, my shout-out goes to these two guys for making it uh, so much fun here. I love that they do the research. I want to also give a shout-out to you, to Valencia College, to Q, and all of the software team that has been just pushing really hard, and the marketing team. Many of them are students that are working with me also. Terrific. Very cool. Um, And, again, people can find us on on Intern Pursuits Facebook page, Twitter, li- listen to us live on mixlr.com, Valencia College, forward slash Valencia College Radio, and look for the Intern Whisper and follow us, and then live on Facebook. All right, and as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening to the Intern Whisper live. <laughs>